This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. It is 7 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, and the weather, for once, is very pleasant. It's gorgeous out. It is absolutely beautiful. Partly and mostly sunny, very warm, but not as humid. It's not going to be very warm. It's going to be 88. That's what it is in July and August. That's very warm, but it's not... No, it's not. Very warm is like a buck 20. <laughs> Well, let's go out to the Death Valley, 132 degrees. Agreed, that is also very, but like it's, I don't think it's a, a commentary on, I just think it's, it's warm where people need to drink water and, and, and notice that like it's, it's, it's kind of sneaky warm. All of a sudden you're sweating a lot. If you're out there working at, well, it's not going to be humid. That's the great part. Okay. That's a great part. It's going to be 88, but it's not. And it's only going to be 88 for like a couple of hours, too. It's going yeah. to take a while to get up there, and then it's going to drop off after a couple of hours. But, yeah, very, very pleasant day. It's beautiful right now. Partly cloudy and warm tonight, low of 69. On Saturday, cooler with partial sun. A few showers, maybe a thunderstorm, especially in the afternoon. A high of 80. And then Sunday, uh, mainly cloudy and cooler. Um, high, well, they say showers and thunderstorms again, tapering late. But we'll see. So, most time, that never even happens. Um, a high of 78 on Sunday. So the next three days, maybe some passing showers, but, and they're even saying maybe a developing thunderstorm, but we'll have to see what happens. It is sunny in 88. It is absolutely spectacular right now. I do know that. That part is evident to me that it is beautiful right now. I love August anyway, except for it's the end of summer. I love August, and I also have, like, the Sunday scaries with August. What's that? Like, the tail end of something good is happening. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, that summer is about to wrap up. But Stop. Well, you brought it up. Don't tell me to yeah. stop. You're the one who brought it up. Oh, listen, monkey face. What is that? It's a little tiger fun, What's oh, a maybe. tiger? I thought it was a monkey. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, whenever you get to the uh, Minnesota State Fair ads. Yep. It's when you know, it's like when you hear the Christmas time is here, good evening and good cheer, warm streets and greetings to you all from Menards. You're like, no, it's not that time First yet. First off, you're a very talented young man, Rudy. That was very impressive. Yeah, that was really can't, accurate, Can't too. find my keys, but I know the Menards jingle every, every holiday season. But I love, impressive. he went like this. Come into the store and walk down the street and then turn on the light. It's like just making well, up words as no, you want to. That is the words, but no, just, it's not. That's exactly what it is. I am Christmas just, time is here. Good evening and good cheer. Warm season's greetings to good, good evening and good cheer. That's I exactly it what it is. I'd be stickier. more scared if he made that up. <laughs> Yes. That would be awesome. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, hang on. Tom was going on somewhere. Stick what up where now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? What was that? No, I. Yeah, that that is the indication, though. It's like, yeah. oh God, here it comes. Oh. oh, you don't mind thirty below, do you? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> this Boy. is my show, and you're going to shut up. Oh, no, this actually, this show is done very smoothly. It couldn't possibly be yours. This is true. It'd be all Shut over up, the Tom. joint. See, there you go again, <laughs> from both sides. Sound a lot like a drunk I used to work with. I am a drunk that you work with. Well, that's true. I forgot. I yeah. forgot. That's a different. Yeah, but you weren't a drunk when I worked with you. Yeah, I'm sure I was. Were you? Yeah. I, I never saw you hammered, I don't think. No, but. I mean, I still identify as a drunk. Booze hound? Why not? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you drunk. I'm matter of fact, I'm almost I a thousand percent know I have a photo with you where I was very drunk. Oh, really? Yeah. Was I'll I find too? it. Was I too? I don't think so. No. You don't, I don't even know, remember you ever drinking around me. 
It was in Vegas. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't drink a lot in Vegas. No, you were, uh, I was uh, supposed to be working, and uh, I was very drunk. But I was always drunk in Vegas whenever we went there. One of my favorites, and I won't say who it is, but uh, showed up, because the show started there at 3.30 in the morning, of yeah. course. Or was it, it's a two-hour difference in Vegas. Or yeah, it, two. Yeah, yep. two hours, yep. yeah. So the show started at 3.30 in the morning. Which is insane. One of the old sidekicks walks up. Uh, on the stage, he's so drunk he can barely walk. Yeah. It's 3.30 in the morning. He sits down and he's going like, He doesn't even realize we're on the air. He's doing, going through his stuff. And I said, hey, you know, we're on the air. He picks up his microphone and throws it across the room and leaves. I'm like, oh, oh. okay, that's great. I love working with you. I'll tell you, I'll never forget that was so weird. It's like you thought it was a good idea to get that drunk and then try to do a morning show at 3.30 in the morning. The whole concept of that was insane. I I mean, I don't know how people did it. I don't think I could even do it like sober now is showing up at 3.30 after being out. I mean, we would literally like run back to the hotel room, attempt to put on makeup and hair, and be like, all right, let's go, guys. And we're all still drunk. I mean, we were all still drunk. And you we'd be like, were, yep. be like, yeah, here's the escalator. Like, try to help people along. Mm-hmm. And at some point, your hangover would hit, like, oh, mid-show. Yeah. And it was, sh- yeah. And you're, like, crawling around. You're like, I just need to get back to the hotel room. Yeah, you're standing on the escalators going, why isn't it moving? Uh, ma'am, because these are stairs. These are stairs. stairs. Yeah. Other than that, though, <laughs> you had it locked in. Oh. What was his name? You brought up his name yesterday, Rudy. Uh, Jeff... Um, Oh, he used to do that. He just—I don't know if it's clip shows or what. He, you, you brought his name up yesterday, Jeff. Jeff. Oh, uh, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Jeff That's Ross. Exactly I mentioned right. Jeff yeah, Ross. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned mm-hmm. Jeff Ross yesterday. He came in and did the show. He—he uh, he had been up a. Do you remember this one? Yes. I think he was up a lit. Who has been messing with my microphone? Look at this. Rickety, rickety, rickety. Anyway. So he's like, well, that's helpful. I don't care. I was going to tighten it after in the break. Get away from me. That's all I have to say to you. Did you notice, by the way, Rudy, uh-huh. that Brittany's going to an Amish wedding right after the show? I, yeah, you looked a little <laughs> You looked a little Lydia from uh, Beetlejuice today. I yeah, was yeah. So, yeah. It was a vibe. So I normally do my black um, lace. I do my okay. black lace with my black dress. Uh-huh. But I was like, you know what? I feel a little bit like I want. To look a little more edgy, so I did the white lace, and it definitely changed the vibe of the outfit. It's got that. It's kind of where the hands are covered too. Mm-hmm. Very snazzy. Thank you. Very very good. Oh, anyway, back to Jeff Ross quickly. We're in Vegas. He shows up, and you can t- just tell he's hung over as a sumbitch because he shows up wearing his bathrobe. Yeah. So he's on stage in Vegas, 5,500 people out in the audience watching the show, and it's time for him to go. And apparently he was so hungover, he didn't realize he still had his headphones on. And he stood up, his headphones were yanked off his head, which then grabbed the left side of his robe and pulled the whole robe open. And he wasn't wearing clothing. No. Wow, really? (laughs) No. I never heard that story before. Yeah, Jeff, uh... You want to dial her back there a little wow, bit? Wow. The funny thing about it is nobody even cared. No. No one cared. Like, you saw so many people flashed everything. <laughs> nobody. It wasn't even that eventful. It was like, yep. Yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't eventful at all. It's like, 
Well, that's probably why you never heard the story because nobody gave a rat. Yeah. Nobody cared that you could do whatever you want. It was wild. Those were amazing trips to Vegas back in those days. They, they were crazy. They were. Can you imagine how much dough that casino made every year when we came out there? Holy God. We started at what well, used to be the Aladdin, then became Planet Hollywood. Yeah. And then Planet Hollywood, I don't know, they didn't want to do it or we didn't want to do it with them or it was too expensive or some damn thing. So we yeah. went downtown to the Golden Nugget and we were there for, what, three, four years? Yeah, and I loved the Golden Nugget. That was a it good was place good. for us. It was. It, it was big still, but it felt like you could run into everybody yeah. and the pool was amazing. That's um, Mike Molina, remember his story the first time we were downtown? When he wanted some cocaina? Yeah. He, no, he wanted Coca-Cola. I know, but it ended up being, yeah. Walks in and he goes, hey, you guys sell Coke here, don't you? No, it was Mexican Coke, wasn't it? He wanted, yeah, Mexican Coke. That's right. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted Mexican, Mexican Coke. Because they use like real sugar. Yes. That's exactly right. It was my fault, by the way, because I asked him to get the Mexican Coke. I know. You were just casually asking him to get Mexican Coke. So he goes into a store on the... On the uh, that's not the strip there. What is that? Just downtown. downtown. downtown Fremont Vegas. Street. Fremont yeah. Street. Fremont Street. Yep. Free, he goes on a Fremont Street, goes into a store and asks for Mexican Coke. Guy goes, what's back? You know, it's back uh, behind the door here. He goes back. And Melina told me there was a pile about two feet deep of cocaine sitting on the guy's At table. At that point, you might want to just buy it out of fear. Yeah, that they're well, going you can't leave. But Melina, who's about, what, 6'3", probably, very broad-shouldered, very very strong guy, probably, I would put him at 6'3", probably about 250. Yeah. To see a guy that big sit for the rest of the morning with his face in his hand, staring at the floor. Right. Yeah. He, he was so afraid he was going to get nabbed that he couldn't get out of there before the cops came. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was terrified. He was. Poor Mike Molina. I still get a card from him every year. Well, two. I get one at Christmas and one on Father's Day. That's really sweet. He's, He's so a great sweet. Guy. I loved him. Really, really good guy. No question about it. So uh, we were looking through the news this morning, just before the show started, and every single story is extremely negative, and they're getting more and more political by the day. Because, of course, this whole court system of that Biden's going to prison, Trump's going to prison, no, you're going to prison, no, I'm going to prison. Every story now is, has a political bent to it because one side wants the other side to burn to the ground, which is not really the American way. How did we get here? That's super help. That's not very helpful. Really isn't. But wh what happened to let's try to work together? Is that never going to happen again? Have we ever worked together, though? I don't know. We had such a great time yesterday in studio with those two comedians who... It was phenomenal. Tim and Robert... How did you get there from talking about politics? Well, I was going to, if you wouldn't interrupt me, I would have told well, you. you just interrupted me, so, you know, I just. Um, no, I, go ahead, uh, the sister. The original in sister interrupter. Christian. <laughs> I, <laughs> she bowed again. Anyway, what? So I was going to say is what was really fun is that they had such different viewpoints, but they were able to communicate, and it was just so fun. And you could tell right when they came in, you're like, oh, yeah, like there's, uh, there's a yeah. divide. But, like, there was no problem with that. There was no problem, and I talked about it at the beginning and the yes, end. I know. Because I just asked them very quickly. I said, you know, you guys, as long as you guys can sit next to one another and get along, that's fine with me. And, and it worked out great. Yeah, they were delightful. That's why I would like to maybe get back to that in a political sense in the United States of America and stop ripping people's throats out just because they don't agree with your bullshit politics. Because both sides have some bullshit politics. Yeah, mm -hmm. agreed. So, I mean, why can't what? It's just hideous watching it now. Yeah, 
Uh, this guy's got to go to prison. No, your guy's got to go to prison. Do you think it's good for America to be talking about how the president and the former president should both end up in prison? It's just not very productive. And it also is like... <laughs> I would say that's true. It's also like, okay, well, if that's true, then do it. You don't need to like talk about how you're going to do it. Then go do it. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. It also, honestly, like... This last like five six years, the news has done this thing where you, you normally if you read any of this stuff, you'd like stop in your tracks. Yeah. But now yep. they've shouted so many things at us that haven't come to fruition. It's like I don't take any of it seriously good. because good. I go yeah, meh, yeah. aliens meh, yeah, former presidents going to prison meh, like might happen, might not meh. You just you take nothing. If you would have read that ten years ago. No, it's, I cannot ever remember my lifetime. I've remembered scuffles and all the rest of it, but it's never been this hideous. Well, like the, you just taking these liberties of this person is this and that. And you're like, <laughs> are well, they? It almost feels like a, a movie that is so predictable. Though. Yeah. Yep. Like you just know exactly what's going to happen. The second that tr Trump got arrested, I thought to myself, I guarantee that they will find the most liberal judge on the planet. They did. And then they did. And now it's going to go down. And then he's, they're going to find him guilty. And then it's going to be a whole thing about, you know, this liberal judge was on it, had it out for him. It's like, it, it's so predictable now you it know is. exactly what's going to happen yeah it's true then you got the biden side where there's cocaine in the locker and there's this and there's scam how many I, I, both sides this Ugh. is why i don't have a political party because both sides make me sick there are good people in both parties there's no question about that it was proven yesterday we had two comedians that were 180 degrees apart politically but they mm -hmm. they stood up to it did a great job, delivered. I thought it was a phenomenal show. Yeah. Because those two guys didn't let their politics get in the way. So maybe let's learn something and get your politics the hell out of my face. Yeah. It's nice to be able to have good examples of that. Like the other day when Kristen Burt, you know, spewed her hatred at me and we went back hatred, her hatred towards me. Hatred. I was the bigger man and I walked away from that situation. Such I don't remember the hatred angel. part. <laughs> You're such that. an angel. <laughs> Do you remember that hatred part? Oh, I don't it was remember. so oh, vivid. She had the horrible. eyes of Scott Studwell during that interview. She was on. Oh, she was so angry. You guys were. Kristen Burt angry. I wrote in my diary, today I witnessed a war. A war of the world. That's right. So, yeah, I just, uh, I, I literally, and, and one of the problems that we do have, and I just mentioned this, to, uh, i got to come up with an Amish name for you today if you're going to wear that outfit. What's a good Amish name like for a I'm woman? I more like, like a very conservative Madonna. No, you look like you came here in a covered wagon. Let's be honest. I like that. I can't get in an automobile. I, okay. Even though I'm a little scared of horses, I'm into that. That looks a little bit more like Madonta, please. Oh, Madonna, Madonta. <laughs> oh, you, oh you guys are making me sad with your fashion choices of T-shirts and continuously hey. same outfits. What are oh. you talking about? You just you complimented me on my outfit today. He is today. killing it on the purple and purple game. Yeah. I, I wear the same Coles t-shirts every week. So, yeah, you are, you are right to make fun of my fashion choices. You guys think that I don't constantly... Like here, whenever I hang out with guys, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? It's constant, and I love it. I love your fashion. The other Thank day you. with the green, the whole green ensemble, Thank I thought, you. man, I would. Like I said, I tried red pants. People mocked me. I never wore them again. And you know, people mock me all the time. Mm -hmm. But and then eventually they just give up. So yeah. bring it on. Yeah. I like it. I don't know what you're saying. I like your purple on purple today. I do. Now get away from me. <laughs> don't try to make up. It's too late. <laughs>
Tommy? It's too Are late. We friends? Why don't you go get in your covered wagon and head back to the hovel? Yeah. You know how long it would take to get home to Eden Prairie? <laughs> in a, like, in a because wagon? you couldn't take main roads, no. right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Tom, if you could just look at Brittany and say, I love you, you love me. We're a happy family. I don't usually lie like that, though. Oh, you lie like a rug. <laughs> lie like a rug. Brittany knows my whole family loves her. She knows that. Yeah. I try to talk them out of it. They won't listen to me. No, they have, why would they start now? <laughs> I got to tell you something, and I, I'm only saying this publicly because it's so way over the top ridiculous. Hmm. Your buddy... Your close pal, my daughter. Alex? Yes. What'd she do? Because of the way they present the 50 states of the United States, yeah. she was convinced Alaska was an island. <laughs> oh, no, Alex. <laughs> Alex showed the no, Alex. Oh, whoa, really? Like, you know, Alex. there's so many weird moments that happen because <laughs> like, she's what? so smart. She's yeah, a she's, very intelligent. That's young the amazing lady. thing. How did you get there? Where did you miss that? Where you failed as a father on that yes, one? Yes, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. And I then I asked her. I said, "Well, do you think that Hawaii is like a bunch of islands just off the coast of California? Because that's the way it appears when they put the map." Yeah, on yeah. There. Like it's a short little flight. You could just take a little boat out there. And you know what she said to me? Well, of course not. Of don't course. give me a course not. You're the one who thinks Alaska's an island. Alex, we're actually concerned. You have children that you are teaching? Yeah. Can you please tell us? But you're right. She's very bright. But oh, she, I don't know what the hell ha- she was thinking. It happens to all of us. Like, all no, of a sudden, something will just be a weird blind spot, and you're mortified. You ever hear Andy thinking that Alaska's an island, you better get him to the hospital because he's having a seizure. But Andy has blind spots. Does he? Oh, for sure. Like I what? bet you... I bet you there's things that... Tolerance? That's one of his blind spots is tolerance. I know that. He's not very good in that venue. He's the type, though, when he realizes something, he goes, huh, I never thought of that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's got... We all have blind spots, but... Alex, that's a rough one. Oh, my mom has two master's degrees. And last week when I said, I'm on my way to Boise, she goes, oh, are you driving or flying? I said, I'm, I'm flying. She goes, that must be a super short flight down to Iowa. Boise, Iowa. Boise, Idaho, Iowa. And then I got to Portland. And I was still thinking about it. I'm like, why would my mom think that Boise is in, in, in Iowa? And while I'm in Portland, a guy goes, where were you yesterday? I was like, oh, I was in Boise. He goes, huh, Iowa sucks, doesn't it? I'm oh, like, what? Do you also think what? Boise is in Iowa? Idaho, Iowa. Is that what it is? Yes, that's what it is. They think well, Boise is in in Iowa. Boise, <laughs> Iowa. Are they on like some weird I thread? No, yes. thread? I have no idea. But where yeah. are they getting this in from? And why is it two people? Two people. Yeah. Within, I bet within 72 hours of each other. Well, Idaho is a horseshit name, though. Ah, yeah. Idaho is a Idaho, good name. Idaho, Utaho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We all to hoe. Mm-hmm. We all to hoe today. I want, yeah, <laughs> we all to hoe We all to hoe, okay? Oh, God, we got to take a break here. Unless you just want to have Bob shut up for the rest of the show. I we could do that. Bobby. We'll be right back with Sani in a couple of minutes on MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillow sold. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow. 
for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say... We provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Oh, God, we're getting a good laugh out of this one. I was just talking to him about the fact. You could look this up, actually, because I can't remember how many years ago it was, but, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Mr. Man of the People, once was examined by the IRS because he tried to claim on his tax form that he was a farmer. <laughs> oh, what? okay, Bruce. Settle down there, farm boy. Speaking of... No, he, you can't even call Bob a farmer because he's from New Jersey. It's not fair. No, not at all. Boy, your mic sounds great this morning. Brought to you, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports, brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. Sandy, how are you? I'm doing just grand. And I've got a, uh, Tom, you, I think I've told you this one, but I don't know if Rudy has heard it. And or Brittany about uh, the New York Giants. They had a player. They played a game in Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. And the next week, they had to take a plane ride. And the guy didn't understand why we get on. A, we take a bus to Philadelphia, but we, we got to take a plane to Atlanta City. 
That's Philadelphia. He knew how far it was, but he thought they were going to Atlanta City. Atlanta City, man. They went to play the Falcons. (laughs) So people do have trouble with these, uh, you know, geographic regions like your mom did. Well, the very famous NFL city of Atlantic City. Yeah, they get a whole sports team. (laughs) It's like what? Atlanta City. Atlanta. I've never been to Atlantic City. You guys been there? No. Well, I work there. Well, that's right. You the work there. Rest of Atlantic City. Yeah. Rudy, you ever uh, there? It's never. I haven't no. been there in a while, but it, it was a crap hole when I was there. Do they bring in acts and all that stuff still, or do they not even oh, do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, they do still. Okay. Well, when I was there, Resorts International was the first casino to open. And okay. even at, you know, bef- at the end before I left, I haven't been there in years. The board, beautiful along the boardwalk, but you get one or two blocks off, and it's still, a, you know, it's a crap hole. They didn't do anything to regentrify the rest of the city. So it's it New Orleans. boardwalk. For the most part, yeah. yeah you get like out of the New French Orleans. Quarter, and it's a dump. Yep, that's very true. It is very true, Bob, but, yeah, I've never been to Atlantic City. Should I go or should I not go because it's a dump outside that one, two, three-block area? Well, I mean, I'd go to Vegas before I'd go to Atlanta City. I suppose. Unless you want the beach. I mean, there is a yeah, beach there. there. You know. I don't go swimming much anymore. I used to love to swim, but I haven't. And it's, it wasn't by choice. I just stopped swimming. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Well, I, I noticed, and Brittany, when, when she noticed it too, I think, when we would go to, uh, to the Dominican with, with that radio station, mm-hmm. uh, most people stayed at the pool. I was one of the few that actually went to the beach. Right. And then I'd go to yeah. the pool to watch the sand off. Yeah, that was always so wild. We'd always have, you and I would always uh, join forces and always have a beach day and a pool day. Remember that time I almost choked at that foam party because I, <laughs> I inhaled a bunch of foam and I was Jesus. leaning over the side and throwing up a bunch of foam. Yeah, it yeah, was the definitely got a little too much for her. I was like, all right, Bob, because Bob would always like sit, you know, and talk with a bunch of listeners. And I was like, I'm going in the phone party next thing you know. I was like, I can't breathe. <laughs> Were you guys on that trip where we just literally landed? We got the shuttle to the hotel. We were there about an hour. And one of our listeners being led away by the police, he was in the casino for one hour and he beat the piss out of somebody. Oh, no. And he was in jail the entire time we were there. I that might have been your first trip, because I don't know if I was. I was not on the first one, but I made, what would you do, three total? I think I made the other two. Honest to God, I, I, I just, are you kidding me? He gets in a fist fight the minute he walks into the <laughs> hotel. <laughs> he drinking on the airplane a little bit there, were you, buddy? I don't know if he was or not, but the, that couldn't have been, to be in jail in the Dominican Especially because he was a black man, too. So being jail in the Dominican and being a black man, I don't know if I'd want to go through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably not comfortable. No. But uh, it was the last year I was there for the wedding, which was actually very nice. Yeah, it was. It was very, very pleasant. That was soup. That was Dawn. Yeah, that was an amazing yep. wedding. That was really special. Um, yeah, you and I, Bob, weren't at the first one, and we went to the rest no. of them. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were at all three of them. No, I didn't go to the first one. Tried to get it removed from the last two, but they wouldn't do it for me. So just leave her at home. Don't worry. They almost did. They almost left me and Bob one year. Oh, is that when the plane... What happened there? You guys got stuck at a hotel somewhere. Oh, my God. It was horrible. That's what I heard. uh, They gave us the adjoining rooms, and yours... Brittany was afraid because... Were you afraid of bugs? No. When we walked up to our rooms... My door was wide open. Oh, God. And then the bed, bed was all wet. And this was yes. like a hotel they put us in because our plane 
there was some malfunction. They couldn't we, they couldn't take off, right. but we were at the hotel all day. And then finally, they're like, we're putting you in this ra- random, like, um, uh, hotel resort-esque. It, it was Steve Wukuski and his family. I think they were there, too, because we all went to try yeah. to eat something. And the, yep. there was nothing left at the buffet. The buffet. And then we also realized um, they were filling up the water from the, uh, the sink. Yes. Which is... You're just not supposed to do if you're not from there. You're not supposed to drink from the sink because right. you just won't. You'll you most likely will get sick. But anyways, we go up. Me, me and Bob get put in this hotel. We had to walk like a mile to, and the door is just wide open. And I, it's just, it felt. I this is the first time ever yeah. in my life. I was like, listen, Bob. I know this is gonna sound weird. Will you come in my hotel room with me yeah, and walk you. through the whole thing? Would you get stabbed instead of me? <laughs> will you please? Shot of Listen, me. I think Mary will be understanding when you end up in a puddle of blood in my room. We can explain it. Um, but yeah, that was terrifying. I'm trying to adjust to picture Bob Sansevier as security. I mean, what? I just needed a body. <laughs> oh, just anybody would do. Was, hey, I was heroic. You, you were, were heroic. We both were walking through, like, looking left, looking right. Here <laughs> comes. It's not that big a room no. that you couldn't see. But I just wanted, like, it was. it's an eerie feeling when the room doors just open. And then the bed was all wet. Like, it felt like somebody had. Why? But it felt like it was, like, pool water. Like, somebody had found this room open and messed around on my oh, bed. Yeah. And it was a very much so college-y uh, place. Like, there was a bunch of 18-year-olds that had gone there oh, for yeah. graduation. And um, I think that I think the bed was a golden shower, Brittany. Oh, I, thank you. Trust me, if you don't think Somebody I know the smell of pee... <laughs> You're wrong. Sometimes not her own. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, as a matter of fact. Yeah. It's probably true. So, Bob. Yes, sir. Your twins won last night. They took two out of Ooh. three from the one of the worst teams in baseball. Oh, they they have an insurmountable two and a half game lead. Insurmountable, Bob. <laughs> and I said, you know, every one of the teams except for the twins dumped before the trade deadline. Right. They all said, "Here, twins, you could have this crap hole of a division." And they, uh, you know, but they yep. got to do something with that. Actually, get things together. And I don't know if they ever will. I mean, where they're gonna? Can they break the 18 game losing streak God. in the postseason? I know. 18 games, incredible. <clears throat> uh, Bob, it is absolutely incredible to lose 18 straight games in the playoffs. It's all, uh, you'd have to try to do that. And they did. You think it's fixed? It appears. Well, I mean, what what? organization other than the Washington generals would say, yeah, we'll lose every game we play. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to do that. And these, you know, this, uh, their leadership group is, it's embarrassing to them to have all these losses. So you'd think that, uh, they'd want to get something cooking. So we'll see Rocco, you know, the eye tie, I'll get it going. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure that'll happen, Bob. So we got what, nine days till the first, uh, Viking game a week from Sunday. Well, they had a big, yeah, I mean, it started last night with the Hall of Fame game. No right, real right. starters in it, but uh, the Cleveland beat the Jets. But last night, the Vikings had a, a practice, a night practice they invited fans to, and the defense, as Brian Flores' defense, was sacking, got like a dozen sacks. They were all over the place. And Brian Asamoah is the guy, the linebacker, that he's getting a lot of talk in camp that people – are believing, or certain these, these media ones are fawning over, that he'll be the next big thing on defense. So, because he fits that Brian Flores defense very well. So, do you think they'll be? Move. What did they? How many games did they win last year? 
was it 14, 14, 13, 13, yeah, they 14, 14 yeah. and three at the end of the year, I think, right? 14 and three and went nowhere in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Giants, a team that they, yeah, they should yeah. not have lost. No, you're absolutely right. So do you think, do you think we'll take a, a, a click up this year? It was 13 and four, by the way. 13 uh, four, no, okay. I think they could take a click up in terms of being a better team defensively, but a lot of those 13 wins were one score yeah. games it's hard to yeah. win all those one score games you yep. know it's year two years in a row they just hit it right and uh certainly didn't hit it right in the postseason but, no. you so i think the defense will be very improved and i mean really the offense it should be really good too jordan addison is getting you know our our pal that goes 140 miles an hour because he had to go <laughs> had a dog emergency he uh i mean he's been looking great in camp so good. you've got him and you got Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson. I mean, that's really good what they have cooking there. I'm hoping. I, hey, I, I've been a huge Viking fan for a long, long time, and they did look good last year in the regular season. But, my God, the second those playoffs start, they suck. Well, the second everything goes belly up, at least we got Judd saying, I hate this effing team. There, there you go. go. <laughs> exactly right. And he was talking about all of them, not of just them. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cover his bases. Uh, Bob, do you think they'll improve on, I mean, it's, first of all, the record, if it stays where not, right where Not it on is. the record. I think they'll improve, no. you know, as a team. Because you don't have to have a better record or the same record to be a better team. Right. They have a tough right. schedule. No question about that. And I think the teams in the con- or in the division are better. You know, because you got Justin, people are raving about him. He's like the MVP favorite in some Vegas, uh, you know, odds makers have mm-hmm. him there. But, a team like that can beat anyone if your quarterback is hot and gets going. So I don't think the Bears are going to be a real threat in the division, but Detroit is a better team. You know, and that, yeah, that's in yep. the Packers. You think they're going to regress, but we'll see what Jordan Love can do. I don't think they're going to be in a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be, I think the Vikings still are the division favorites because mm-hmm. they haven't really, yes, they did lose Dalvin Cook, but Alexander Madison, every time Cook didn't play, he stepped right in and put up nice numbers. He has to stay healthy. Yeah, Delvin the drop off. Yeah, Del- well, the drop off from him to the next guy is big. Mm, yeah, Delvin Cook wasn't much the last couple of years. Well, uh, I guess two years ago he was fine, but last year he was very mediocre. No, his numbers went down, but he is gonna. I mean, he's gonna wind up signing a decent deal, not the right. kind he wants. <clears throat> right. And he's been talking to the Jets now because apparently he must think that Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets is like Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. That it's a that's the guy to, to you know do you want to follow. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows what the deal is? But uh, the Vikings, the first game, as we said, just a week from Sunday. Who who are they playing the first game? First exhibition game, I don't really know, and I don't really care. I understand, but I was just kind of wondering. No, no, you're right. It's something that, yes, I should absolutely know, but do you really? I mean, I'll find it here, but I, I just, it's not something I learned years ago covering this team. The preseason is the only time it had any meaning. It's the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, it's a, it's a yeah. Thursday night game, August 10th. Oh, oh it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, uh, they got the Titans and they've got uh, the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. So they're on the road though with Seattle. And then they have the other two are at home. So I'm not, I'm going to miss their first game. Cause I have something, I have to do something on August 10th. So I'm not gonna be able to watch their first game. But like you said, it's preseason. So who cares? I guess. But yeah. I still like they, watching them. But, Tom, they, they, I mean, they open with the Buccaneers at home, but then they go to Philadelphia. Four days later. 
Four days. That game is, yes, yeah, so wow. September 10th, they play the Buccaneers, and then September 14th, they play the Eagles. That's insane. Oof, that's going to be rough. Yeah. That is that's not. one of those early featured games. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Sunday to Thursday, yeah. Oh, ah, no thanks. Okay. Now, they, uh, and two of their first, and they got the Chargers, too, at home. Mm-hmm. Then they got, they're at the Panthers, but then they got the Chiefs. The Chiefs. And the Bears. Yeah. And the Niners. And then the Packers. So, I mean, their early schedule, it's not a cakewalk by any means. Doesn't seem like it. No, they, they should got- beat the, you know, they, they should beat the Buccaneers without yeah. Brady, but their defense is pretty good in Tampa. We'll yeah. see. Plus, they play the Bengals this year, uh, December 17th. They haven't given it a time yet, but ah, that's good. That's a rough schedule. Well, and that's what I mean about the, it's not in the record is tougher than it was last year. But that happens when you win a division, you mm-hmm. wind up getting good teams on mm-hmm. your schedule. It is true. So we covered baseball. We covered football. There's an all. Is, is there an all-time leading scorer now in the WNBA? Did I see that? Yes, ten thousand points. Yeah, she's been playing about sixty years. <laughs> <laughs> no, she isn't. She like forty-two though. She well, she had a forty-two point performance, which would match then her age. <laughs> if she's indeed forty-two. She looks like she's forty-two. I'll tell you that. She she really has been around. Forever. Forever. Uh, she has. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, I'm trying to look at the, her first year coming in, she, well, she was 18 in uh, 2000. So, yeah, she's up there. So she's 41. 41. They got her at 41. Yep. <laughs> I was just kidding. She actually is 41. Well, yeah. I mean, yep. I'll, you'd have to be in the league that long to put up 10,000. Well, that's she, true. Yeah. She's the all time leading scorer by more than 2,400 points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's had herself a career. No a hell question of a talent. About it. Yeah, hell of a talent. No question about it. But yeah, very very impressive. But forty one, man. How did she stay with the young? The I was going to say the young bucks, but she doesn't play with bucks. She plays with does. The young hey, does. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I love it. But seriously, at forty one, how the hell do you stay with the twenty five year olds? That's amazing. That's impressive. It really is. Yeah, that's you could study her. <laughs> All right, Sandy. What else? Well, you know what, the twins, what else is there really? Do you really care about much? I don't think, I haven't heard anything uh, uh, new with the Gophers. You know, with P.J. Fleck, I think the players are still applauding when he walks in the room. Oh, God. (laughs) That's true. There's no ego on this guy. Whatever. Listen, I know everybody's giving this guy flack, but whatever happened to just having some respect for, you know, your coach and your elders? Flack to Fleck? Yeah, like, listen, I'm... When they, the stuff they were talking about, like even the stuff that I was reading about Lizzo mm-hmm. that she was doing, quote unquote, to her dancers and all this stuff, it was like mm-hmm. you, this is what you signed up for to be on the road with a pop star. You know, it's it's alcohol, it's parties. You're living the lifestyle. There's, I get it. There's no HR, but this is kind of what you put your name on the dotted line for, and you kind of knew the environment that PJ Fleck was running around there, didn't you? I don't know if they knew you had to applaud when you walked in the room. That's a bit much. The other thing is he has to be at the forefront and. By in every possible way, he's the first one who runs on the field. He doesn't do like other coaches, let your players go out and you walk out afterward. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit too much ego going on there. Well, and plus, fact, I'll start applauding when you walk in a room when you actually win something. What's yes. he, he's never won anything. I mean, that's the big problem you got. He's got, you know, nine win seasons, but you're, he, it, we don't want when you become, yep. you get to that, they're expanding the playoffs for the national championship. You get in that and become one of the playoff teams, and then we'll yeah. give you a little bit of a clap, clap, clap. 
There you have it, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, he he, uh, he does what he does. He's the coach. I guess he can do whatever whatever he wants to do. It's just that would not I wouldn't care for that. No, I'm, I I mean I I don't know him, but I'm not a big fan of his style. How about if you walk in the room and Dan and Amy make you applaud when they come into the room? I stand every time they walk in the room. I take my hat off. I put it over my heart. Yeah, it's because you're time. trying to get out the window. That's why you, <laughs> you stand up. Let's be honest. <laughs> I got to go, man. Hey, they screwed those windows shut a long time ago because I was not the first, okay? I was not the first. They sealed them up. That'd be really great. I've never worked for anybody like that that was way, way too pushy. I think Hamilton once in a while could override people and drive them nuts, but he never did that to me, Hamilton was so nice to me, so I don't know. Yes, he was so nice to me. Um, You know, the only time I've felt this way is pretty much like the military where they did all sorts of things like that you know you, oh, did, you? you have to stand when people oh, walk sure, in rooms sure. there's salute there's this and that <clears throat> yep and i can't say that it's not like the worst tactic but it has to let up at some point right like i get there's like the bonding you have to learn the acronyms that's very i i have also been indoctrinated again but this is the military can right. they be interchangeable i don't know is that okay to use those tactics mm-hmm. on kids that are you know, already stressed to the nine. I don't know. Yeah, Bob, uh, talking about being the first guy to run out onto the field, I was listening to some sports radio the other day, and somebody brought it up like, hey, he's the leader. He needs to be the guy. That's what you want at wartime. When you're going into battle, if you're a leader, you go out there first. And my thought was, yeah, but the guy who's leading the charge against the Russians, it doesn't just go sit on the sidelines. Yeah. He's in the war with all the other soldiers. Okay. Right. And yeah. Fleck knows when he runs out on the field, he's not going to be shot. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. He runs to the sidelines while all those other guys go out there and get their asses kicked. So what and have their like? little Gatorades yes. and their little drinks. Yeah, let the, let the team go first. I agree. It should always be the team that goes first. The coach should always go last. I got to be honest with you, I cannot picture Catherine hopping in the hot tub with a bunch of football players. Can't see it. No. But his wife did that, right? She didn't she weird. do it all the time? It's it's weird. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. Why would That's she do very that? Very weird. And, and I had heard that they uh, that not. I, I don't know if it's I, either his wife was involved or assistant coaches' wives. They would go on. I mean, they called them. They were date practices where they would go on a date with the players That's to weird. teach them how to behave with a woman. Super what? weird. You know what? When Ish. you're when you're young, you don't think like stuff like that is weird. And you go, oh, well, they, you know, they just think I'm one of them or whatever. But when you get older and you realize how crazy it would be if I hung out with an 18-year-old boy yeah, casually, right. and you right. go, oh, no, no, that's super yeah. weird. That's crazy. You're getting no argument from me. That's, I, I don't understand what the hell the point of that whole thing is anyway. I don't get it. It's cr- I mean, it's just like that. I don't even care if nothing <coughs> happens, but, like, for the sake – Listen, that's weird. It's just plain weird. Yeah. There's no reason I need to be. I I feel weird when we're you know, um, if we're there's a lake we play tennis by and there's all these like kiddos, you know, boys, teenage boys hanging out. If they're running around shirtless, I'm like, all right, I'm not. You know, I don't. I just feel weird if I'm getting too involved in their shenanigans or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine being in a hot tub. Having conversations. Yeah. yeah, weird. A fake date. No, thank you. That's crazy. See, as a parent, if I heard one of the coaches was was fake dating my son, I'd go, no, 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 you're not. That's insane. No, you're not. We're not going to be doing that. It's, stay in your own lane. 
their lanes, stay over there. Go hang out with someone. And there are things, figure it out yourself. You shouldn't have a coach's wife taking you out to show you how no. to behave on a date. Yeah. That's the, really, it's insulting. It's the YouTube generation. You should just be able to look those tutorials yeah. up online to figure out there how you, you go. Should. And our, also, it's common sense. Or just know? go fail. Go fail and have an awkward date, and you will talk about it for a year. Why are you yeah. looking at me when you said that? Failing on dates. <laughs> Why are you staring fail. at me? Yeah. Don't fail. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. My favorite line still is I call this very, very cute young girl at the time. I was, I think, 17. I called her up and asked her out on a date, and she said, Well, I would, but I'm not really your type. <laughs> I'm not your type. <laughs> it's not you're not my type. I'm not, not your, your type. type. I'm just like, not your oh, type, okay. Tom. <laughs> I love that stuff. I have, I don't care who you are, I have a real problem with. In the moment, when after the first date, when somebody asks me for that second date, I always have to say yes. I don't care how emotionally oh, yeah. strong you are, yep. but when they ask you in person, and then I'll be able to follow up with like a, hey, you know, I just don't think this is working out text, but I don't know what it is about that in person, the way they're vulnerable and putting, saying, hey, I'd love to do this again. I would go, I, me too. I'd love that. And then I get in the car and go, why can't I get over that yeah. one interaction of, you know, this just isn't working. Uh-huh. I don't I, know what it is. It's just too harsh, even for me. Like, yeah. I always Tom, say may, yes. You may not have time for this now, but I'd love to hear how many times Brittany sat by the phone waiting for the call for the second date and it never came. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, I, uh, <laughs> see, like, that never threw me off. Like, cause, like, I live in the age, you have to keep in mind, where, like, we didn't wait by phones because we had texts and, yeah. you know, a phone was on wait you. Wait by the text. It's still a phone, though. Yeah, I know, but like, I guess I, I, there wasn't, usually I knew if we weren't vibing. I didn't, it was rare I had the misconception that I thought it was vibing and it wasn't. But it did happen often because I can keep a conversation going with somebody that they thought we were vibing and I didn't. Okay, Bob, I got to tell you something at the old joint. Yeah. The men's and women's room right there as you came, you took a left coming in the front door. Yep. Walk by one day and I can hear her in there in the women's room. Come on, phone, ring! Ring! <laughs> text me! Text At least text! Me. Give me Something. the little ding! <laughs> we and Rudy were talking about this tactic. This used Love to be it. like a girl tactic um, and a guy tactic. I've actually had this happen to me with guys more than I've known the girls to do it. But you text the person and you act like it was on accident. Like, let's say I had a big crush on Rudy and he wasn't texting me. And so I go, hey, don't forget to pick up um, some orange juice. Oh, my God, Rudy, I'm so sorry. That was meant for somebody uh, else to initiate a conversation. Oh, God, yeah. really? And it's that work? so obvious. Uh, but, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I do it, and I don't do it because I want attention. I do it just to kind of stick it in their craw a little bit. Like there was yeah. this girl that I had dated, and she broke up with me. Fine, whatever. Yeah. And then like three and a half years later, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop a subtle reminder that I'm still alive. So I texted and said, hey, do you know the Hulu password? Oops, sorry about that. Wrong number. <laughs> oh, God. It's so yes. crazy. Yes. Okay, it's wait a minute. So three, three and a half years later, maybe it's time yes. to move on. No, because I had not thought about this girl in forever. You just, and I was like, I just, you just had an unhinged moment. Yeah, there was a, like maybe totally. something earlier happened that day at work, or I was upset about traffic, or maybe my daughter cost me a bunch of dough, and I was like, you know what? I just need to feel good about me for a moment. I just want to, I yes. don't know why I want them to know I'm alive. Yep. I, do, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. 
It's you're unwell, sir. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break here, but I want all three of you to know if you ever get a text from me that says, "Once you go f yourself," it's not an accident. I just want you to know that. <laughs> oh, Tom, you text the wrong person. No, no, I no, didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Sandy, have a great I, weekend, sir. You, you, you folks too. We'll see. Bye, Bob. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. Be right back after this break. Of course, Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is Tommy B. for our buddies at Niemeyer Trailer Sales. God, I haven't been called Tommy B. in a long time. That, that felt good. Oh. I like that. Tommy B., baby. Although Johnny B. used to call me and go, you stole that from me. I said, I didn't steal it from anybody. <laughs> Jonathan Brandmeier is a good guy. Actually, I don't know him really well, but a nice guy. He was the first Johnny B., though. Oh, really? He was, yep. Uh, this is Tommy B. for our uh, buddies at Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965. They are a family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors but pulled trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business and the brother and sister team. Tim and Lisa handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm, of course in Elko New Market. They're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business. They simply do what they say they will do. This every- is the Tom Bernard Morning. I don't know why that fired. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> yep. You know, I just got a call from Niemeyer. They're, they're, they're crying over there now because they got trampled. <laughs> Uh, they're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personal employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business. They simply do what they say they will do every time because their name is on the building. And with a huge selection of RV service pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. Niemeyer takes care of every memory maker and I'm talking about customers. I mean customers that come in their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. 
as the grand prizes will be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. And that's not all. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. All right, Kristen, before Tom gets on the mic. You mean like now? uh, What's going on with the Ares tour? Are they filming it? Is that that what's happening? You think it's being filmed? I'm going to guess, too, because she already has a relationship with Netflix, that it's going to wind up on Netflix. That's my guess. Who's this we're but talking about? Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor yeah, Swift that... was at SoFi Stadium last night for, I think she's doing, is it six? Eight, eight, six, eight concerts? Yeah, she's doing six. They're I think. asking right. her to, to not do that now, you know. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. The, some union. They, yeah, so the hotel, like, uh, hospitality workers are on strike. Oh. And they asked if she would push her shows back, and there was... No comment from Taylor's people. <laughs> you, like, I mean, the amount of things that would have to stop for yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, that is a that would be a disaster if she did cancel it. Just because and I understand lots of people come to town, they're staying at the hotels, people are crossing picket lines to check in, but I, I don't think that's not like a reasonable ask. It's reasonable no. to ask her not to stay at a hotel that is currently being picketed. Sure. That I think is totally fair. Yeah. I mean, look at all the other people who would lose money because he couldn't work. I mean, you don't ever look at who they're hurting because you're being hurt. Yeah, then you've got six stadium full of people that Mm -hmm. could be flying in or whatever would have to reschedule and all the things. Yeah. And you have an entire town on strike right now where support (laughs) services right now are suffering already. So this influx of people only helps the city. Yeah, there's no question about that. I, I just, I often wonder about that whole deal. When large groups of people get together and ask you or demand that you do something, you got to think it through better than that because you're hurting a lot of other people. Yeah. Just because you're being hurt doesn't mean you should hurt other people as well. It's true. Yeah, I think it would have been more powerful to just say, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you're staying like at a hotel. We would love for you to not stay at a struck hotel. That would have been fabulous. And then she could have made a statement if she's like, hey, I'm not staying at a hotel. I'm not putting my dancers up at a hotel. We're staying at this hotel that is adhering to union guidelines. Whatever it is, that would have been way better. I would agree with you 100%. I, I just, but people don't think things through like that anymore. They just start puking things out without even thinking about what they're saying. It's just, it's, it's a very odd request, first of all. There's no way she could have done it, and that's why there was no comment. There's no way she could do that. There are contracts signed and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they look at it. I don't know. It would have been better just to craft that media message. And I think sometimes when it comes to media, I'm like, you really have to like think outside the box, think about the logistics and think about where you can make the the greatest impact. And I think they missed the opportunity. You ever ever been on strike where you literally had to pick it? Um, I could pick it right now. You could, (laughs) but I mean, if you had to. But I mean, I I do plan on going out at least one day and supporting my fellow actors because I am a SAG after member. But wait a second. Just because you're walking on a balcony, go, go team. 
That means nothing, <laughs> okay? coffee in your hand? <laughs> I'm going to be bothered. Exactly. Go, guys. Yeah, I just you forgot got this. Universal down the street, so I could go down to Universal or CBS Bradford or there you uh, go. Warner Brothers or Disney. So Are you not that far from Warner Brothers? I'm close to all of those. Are yeah. You? Okay. Good. Yeah. I know that. I, I know that area kind of somewhat well. But yeah, I know the area, yeah. man. Okay. Right on. I'm in the neighborhood. See. I'm in the neighborhood. Big shot Hollywood mm-hmm. star that you so are. So fancy. Yeah. I mean, I'm in my closet with my cat. Have you met George Clooney? <sighs> oh. Mr. Clooney. Yeah. Don't you hate that when you're Clooney like? Clooney live- does not live far away. Actually, oh. George Clooney has lived in the same house. Um, pre-ER days, and he really? and Amal live there, and, I mean, it's not that secret like where he lives, but it's on one of the most famous hiking trails, so you come down the hiking trail, and on the right-hand side is his little compound. I don't, it's not a huge compound, but, you know, he's got some land there, and that's where they quarantined. No, this is not Hollywood, but you just popped into my mind another uh, purchase of a, a residence, did you see that one of Estee Lauder's sons bought Rush Limbaugh's house on Palm Beach Island? Did you hear about this? No. One of Estee Lauder's and Estee Lauder left what, like billions of dollars to her family. I mean, Mike, have you ever seen her house on Palm Beach Island? Mm-mm. I thought it was the Breakers Hotel for Christ's sake. <laughs> like God. But anyway, so her son, her son <laughs> buys uh, Rush Limbaugh's residence. Buys it for $115 million, and he's going to tear it down. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, my God. That's like... having money right there. That's yeah, having money. Yeah, don't even think about it. That's oh. very L.A., too. L.A. doesn't protect architecture very well. Oh, really? Um, and we have all of these beautiful mid-century modern ranch homes that have like a really beautiful open floor plan. They're on double lots. So it opens up to a huge backyard with a pool. You can have like that indoor outdoor living situation and they get torn down after they're bought. And, oh, okay. and you know, the owners have been in it for decades and probably bought it for $10,000. They knock them down instead of restoring them. And they build those modern farmhouses that they're just they're not unique it's just like you know Mm -hmm. one after the other after the other and they overtake the lot so then the house looks like it's eaten this huge lot of land you know it's hilarious you bringing that up i was watching an episode of dragnet the other day because i woke up really early so i'm just looking for something to watch and i tune into dragnet and they're going through this house was a mansion and i mean a mansion but dragnet was what in the mid 50s or at least the early 60s Mm-hmm. Right, they're in there and they're talking about. They're looking around. They're going, "Oh, look at this house! This thing's unbelievable." And one of them turns it down and goes, "I tell you one thing, I bet you this house costs nearly a hundred thousand dollars." Oh, I wish. <laughs> I a little wish. different. I'd buy four of them. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. But can I you like, imagine? You can't that? even buy a house in Los Angeles and for less than a million. No. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's it. But yeah, I mean, a condo, like a decent right. sized condo. But that was 60 something years ago. That's 60 yeah. years ago. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I, I like, I feel like I'm like, I'm going to be dying in my condo because like upgrading <laughs> is such a. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, to, to try and upgrade, I, we have to go to a different area if we want to upgrade. You know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I think Catherine and I are done moving. We kind of like where we are now, and they've lived in a few different houses. Well, I guess more than a few, but I don't want to move again ever. 
I really don't. It's the worst. And honestly, yeah. if I find my forever home, I'm not. I'm done. I'm like, that's it. Yep. I could see that. I got one last move in me. One. I understand. <laughs> yep. I do understand that absolutely. Very, very happy. My neighbors, first of all, uh, Brittany, you've met some of my neighbors. Yeah, they're lovely. Nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Really. really? The great thing about my neighborhood is that all the people who come, like ProTurf came and they worked on our yard, one of our advertisers, Kristen, and almost everybody else in the neighborhood hired them to do things at their house too, right? So That's we went great. from house to house to house. And the guy commented to me, Rick is his name, great guy. He goes, yeah, I was hearing some guy talking. He said, your neighborhood... The people are really, really nice, but they wouldn't want to start trouble there. Uh, the average size of my neighbors, the guy's like 6'3", probably weighs about 240. <laughs> it's like, God, these guys are. And they're young guys, most of them, too. So it's like, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to start any trouble in that neighborhood either, <laughs> which is a good thing, right? That is a good thing. No, it's, Everyone I, I, has each so other's lucky. back. <laughs> we got so lucky. We just had, because, you know, I lived on an island before we moved there, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to move from an island into a neighborhood? This could be horrible. But it worked out beautifully. It's wonderful. So I'm just telling you, there is hope. That's all I'm saying. There's hope. I will one day find my home. <laughs> and then I'll buy it and tear it down for $1.5 million or $115 million, whichever one. Because you don't like the paint color. I don't like the color of the paint mm -hmm. on the walls. Yeah, the kitchen was all wrong. Just knock all down the whole wrong. house. It's all true. I was looking for something to watch last night because little Fawny, our seven-year-old granddaughter, slept over, so Catherine never did come back downstairs to watch. So I, I figured, you know, I was watching the Twins game. The Twins won. I try to track down a 45-minute deal. There's, there are too many things to choose from. TV is the best it's ever been, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's really good. You know what's good right now, too, is watching The Righteous Gemstones because it's only yeah. 30 minutes, and it's just always funny. There's yeah. always a funny part in it. That mm -hmm. daughter, that Judy, who uh, is the daughter on that, is probably one of the funniest characters. Yeah, her name is Edie. Uh, Kristen, help me. Is it Edie Pep Pep? Pepper, 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 something. I can't remember, but yes, she. Uh, Pepto bismol. Pepto bismol. Edie Pepto bismol. Yes. That's her name. Heartburn, <laughs> indigestion, upset stomach, <laughs> diarrhea. She is an originally a groundling out in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. And man, she has, she is hands down. She is the. She steals every scene she is in. Yeah, Edie Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, yep. right on. Yep. Oh, she's great. Patterson she is different. the. I mean, she's the funniest character in that. Every one of her lines just lands it's so funny mm -hmm. how many seasons is that i think three <coughs> we're on the third <laughs> three yeah it's three now okay yep. yeah because yeah, i gotta get back to watching i watched the first couple and i haven't seen it since so i have to get back to watching that everybody tells me and i mean everybody tells me that's a really good show ah it's the best have you yeah. watched a full episode or is it this a yeah, four minute <laughs> boy look at the time we gotta go and i love it he's like i watched five minutes it was the worst show ever oh there are a lot of those that i've been through believe mm -hmm. me there are a lot of that oh god yeah. i finished better call saul last night oh and did you yeah it, 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 the ending was fine they leave it to interpretation whatever it was fine but the series is great but then uh, I decided to, I was like, I need to watch something that is you know, informative. So there's this new documentary mm -hmm. on Netflix called Poisoned. Uh, Poison, <laughs> what is really in our food or something like oh, that. I oh, I saw that. I did oh, not yeah. want to watch okay. that. So I, I watched 12 minutes of it, and it's like, E. coli can be on spinach or in chicken, and it's killing your kids. I was like, why am I watching this? I can't do any of that. What, what, yeah. I already know. I, I, I turned it off. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I know food is garbage. Why do I do you I already know. no control over that yeah. either. Like, no. what are you going to do? You grow your own garden. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, couldn't do it. I was like, all right, we're done. And then I just, yeah, I don't know, drank a beer and then sat on YouTube for 20 minutes and went to bed. <laughs> there you go. Lovely. Yeah. And tell them don't ever, ever go after Hostess Cupcakes or I'm coming after them. I think those are not even designated not food. as food. Yeah, yeah so food. you're fine. You can eat that. That's never going to be. They don't even call that no. food, as a matter of fact. I love devil dogs. Have you guys ever had a devil oh, dog? Oh, yeah, I love them. Yeah. Oh, Devil Those dogs. are my favorite. You stick them in the freezer and then just, oh, it's so delicious. But yeah. we don't have them out here. I think they're like a, they're an East Coast thing. Uh, you think, yeah, they, you you know, you're probably right. Devil dogs in New York, I used to eat them. Yeah. They don't yeah, sell yeah. them. In, I think the company's from New England. So that's, I grew up on devil dogs. And my aunt used to send them to me. <laughs> she used to send me boxes of uh, devil dogs out to the West Coast. So. You used to be able to get them here. You could get them here. I don't know if you still can, but you could for a while get them here. I know that. I've never had one. I didn't, really I didn't even good. know what it was until I looked it up just now. Do they have them here still? So I have good. no idea. Oh, Drake's is the company that puts them out. Drake's. Drake's. Yeah, they're from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, there you were you right. Go. Yeah. What could be better, Kristen? Than a devil dog that's frozen and all super tasty. The greatest. As we segue, very quick mention, my almost two-year-old grandson. Andy's son, Ethan. He's 20 months old, walks over. There's a dial on the front of their freezer, their chest freezer. Turned it off. <gasps> they lost, I don't know how many pounds of food. Because oh. they had to throw it, because they, did, they didn't know we had turned it off. So they opened her up. It's like, oh my God, does it reek? In there? That's terrible. <laughs> the rancid meat alone the things, is. The things kids reach for. It's like, I why? Know, it's like, Stop. Why? Our Coco is currently reaching for the um, dials on, on the oven to turn on the burners. Just to like a little bit so the gas is on. So yeah. I was like, Justin, what do you do? Like there's he's like, I didn't do that. And of course then I see Gogo just kind of hitting them go. enough yeah. for the gas man. I'm like, so you wanna kill us. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Like maybe you should take it as a sign, Brett. Mm -hmm. I write, killer. like, hint taken. She like does it and then walks out of the room like Bye. Bye, Mom. Bye. So how much is a quarter of a cow to buy? Because Andy bought a quarter of a cow from a charity. How much would that be? No idea. I mean, Scott, that's a lot of meat. Five, I mean, five six hundred bucks, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Five, six hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Had to throw it all away. Oh, boy. <laughs> five, six hundred bucks I, with it, a The beef. smell of a quarter uh -oh. of a cow Done. Is yeah, done. Yeah. Be done. Okay, yeah, that was a little off. So it depends on the cow, obviously, but you're looking at about twelve forty to fourteen hundred dollars. Oh my God, ah. poor Andy. <laughs> oh. That hurts. Yeah, well, hopefully they got through some of it. Twelve hundred bucks worth of meat just shot in the Man. ass because you're a twenty month old kid. Yeah, it kind of depends because there are some prices <laughs> I see on here that are still seven hundred to eight hundred dollars. Oh, okay. But still, but nonetheless, it's still a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Little kids, you got to keep your eye on them at all times. There's no doubt about it. They're the they're actual menaces to society. And there's no question. <laughs> I start moving. Around. Hey, let me turn the light on and off and on and off and oh. on and off. It's like, oh, God. Gogo has not discovered the light switches yet. Thank it's coming soon. God, because if I <laughs> shut something that she's supposed to shut, there will be meltdowns. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just like cupboards, like she has to be the one to shut it. So I can't imagine what it'd be like if she has to turn off every light. How old is she? She's a year and two months. Oh, it's going to get much worse in the next six I months. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'm telling, Kristen, she, 
May or may not, allegedly, she may have uh, bit a few kids at daycare recently. Oh, she were telling me that. <laughs> like a sniper, like <gasps> sought them out and bit them. Does she so, get kicked out of daycare? No, no, no. They're like, here's what we got to work on. And then she didn't bite anybody yesterday. Um, but <laughs> did Wednesday, she come home with a bite report? I, on Wednesday, they're like, so we have an incident report. And I was like, oh, did you fall? They're like, actually? And I'm like... Uh, I couldn't even ask questions. I felt mortified. I felt like I did something wrong. I'm like, I swear we don't bite her. They're like, yeah, we know. It just happens. <laughs> yeah, we know you don't bite your Oh, I felt They go through a phase. Old. Yeah, oh. they just have to learn. Well, it's so hard. Yeah. I so. suppose. I suppose that's true. Actually, uh, just before we start the family podcast, you should come back on for the end of the show. So when Andy gets here, you guys can ask him what he did to get kicked out of preschool. What? I still can't believe Every time we drive by it, we go, oh, my God, that's the place right there. It's mortifying. Preschool. What do you do? And he thought it was just, he was being funny. Yeah. He wasn't being a prick about it at all. Hit her in the back of the head with a broom. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> but Violence. it was the straw part, not the, not the rod mm-hmm. part. But uh, they said, you got to go. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm so scared. If we get kicked out of daycare, I don't know. I don't know. What would we do? <laughs> like, what do I do? So I'm it's like. hard. Child care is hard these days, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I've yep. been trying to get people's advice, and I did get from uh, Julia. She said, oh, just bite her back, and that she'll learn. I go, I don't think that's no. a proven thing no. at all. No. No. That's <laughs> that, parenting stuff. No, but that's like a big thing people do, like, is that little, like, reaction back. They'll do, like, a little whatever. But, but yeah. I can't imagine that working because I think that would just teach that that's a tool. Exactly. I mean, we were laughing about it quite a bit, but, yeah. Oh, you're right about that. that. That would just teach them that's the thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, don't do that. You're right. Put her like a plastic bag over her head until she just almost expires, and then pull it off. Um, okay, well, no. I don't think that's the game plan. Probably not. Uh, Tyler just wrote in and said she, he bought a half cow in Fairbolt for processed and all for 1200 Okay. So, Half oh, okay. one for twelve hundred. Yeah, so That's I bet still it was a lot of dough, man. Yeah, I think I bet you he got his. Well, Rudy says about six, seven hundred, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. probably yeah. about right. I think you're on seven hundred bucks worth of food shot in the ass because your twenty month old wants to turn. Hey, look at this dial. Oh, <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, Ethan, what a piece of work. There's no question. You know what he's doing to me now? Because he, he used to come and run, and he'd hold his arms up. And I'd pick. Well, remember when he was here, he would run over. He ran over me a couple of times and all that. But he runs over now. But now when he comes and runs over and has to be picked up, he always wants something. It's not just he wants to sit on my lap anymore. It's like, go get me this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So he's working the angle already because yeah. he knows I love it. Yeah. He's got you wrapped around his finger, mm-hmm. his little finger. They do. All three of them do, and they know it. That's the problem. Yeah. And I just love the fact that Seiji is right at that wheelhouse where he's always crabby. Really? That four or five-year-old deal. Oh, my God. I mean, he's in a great mood. And then he'll just get crabbier than a son bitch for no I'm reason. He's just tired. Kids yeah, probably. Always tired. probably get tired. I'm yeah. tired. That's why I'm crabby. I'm tired. I'm hungry. They say terrible twos, but I think it's more like terrible three and a half to five. I agree. Yeah, it's a little older I than agree. twos. Yeah. They can be a piece of work. There's no question about that. So I just go over and I just put him in a headlock and then he just calms down. Oh, yeah. That is a very effective parenting. You with your plastic bags yeah. and headlocks. and 
Yeah. Lock them in. Yeah, I'm sure. You talk such a big game. It's crazy how well we parent and grandparent nowadays. Compared oh, comparatively? To, oh, compared to what yep. we had when we were kids? I, yep. I, this, I still remember this vividly. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but I was at my cabin. Me and my brother-in-law were working on the deck. Got a, we're just listening to a little bit of NWA. Very, very quietly in a little speaker next to us. Just like sanding, you know, the stair or something. And my uncle noticed that the kids were down on the dock. And they weren't wearing life jackets. And my uncle runs down there and he's like, God damn it, you sons of bitches. I told you how many times if you don't put a goddamn life jacket on, I'm coming down there. I'm cracking skulls. I'm putting boots and asses. Get your goddamn shit together. And then he comes and he looks at me and he goes, hey, could you turn the rap music off? There's kids around. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Did you guys just start laughing I so died, hard? Died. I like it. I he's like, right, though. I like, what, 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 in what world do you think what you just did is way okay, but what we're doing is not. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the lyrics of the rap music you were listening so to. So you could barely hear, Justin and I could barely hear it because there were kids. So yeah, we kept yeah. it nice and low. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what happened. I'll never, ever adjust. I will never adjust to rap music because it took the place of R&B and it pisses me off. I saw a license plate the other day that said R&B and I thought of you. God, I just love rhythm and blues mm-hmm. music. Just a great Marvin Gaye, man. There's never going to be anybody any better. It's all true. It's done. He's it old. true. And of course, getting shot to death by your dad. What a way to go. <laughs> I know. Jesus. One of those tragic Hollywood stories, too. Shot your own kid to death over money. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's terrible. It's your own baby, you dumb son of a bitch. Ah, whatever. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.